You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're drafting playoff teams on today's program. Does Team Williamson or Team Peacock end up with the team who eventually wins the Super Bowl in February of 2022 at SoFi Stadium. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you here, by the way, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Hopefully has time to get some of your listener questions a little bit later on in the program. And then tomorrow we will dive into the exact matchups from Wild Card Weekend preview and picks of those football games. This is a great idea, Matt. I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And it kind of gives us a way because I wanted to talk today about, okay, who do we like, Uh, you know, and maybe sort of rank how we like these teams going into the playoffs. But I think this is a lot more fun, gives us a chance to talk about all these teams and we can really put uh, a little bit more emphasis on the teams we like going into the tournament. Okay, here's the exercise. And I will flip a coin and you'll just have to trust me that I'm not lying. And whoever wins the coin flip either gets first pick in the draft or next two. And then after that, we'll go one, 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 one until every playoff team is picked. And the goal is you're going to end up with seven teams. I'm going to end up with seven teams. And the goal is to have the team on your roster that ends up hoisting Lombardi. Mm -hmm. So when we pick one, it might not be, boy, this is the best team in the league. It might be, yeah, well, they have a bye or they have home field advantage or I love their first round matchup. So they, I think they'll at least get to round two and keep me alive. So, you know, it, it brings on a lot of discussion and I think it's kind of a fa- fun exercise. So I have this chunk of cardboard sitting here that one side's <laughs> brown, one side's white. So you can choose. And I'll flip it and you got to trust me. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to go brown. brown. Or white? I'm going to go brown. You got brown. Yeah. Okay. There it is. It's up in the air. Boom, boom. It fell and it landed brown. So you can have number one or you can have next two. Totally your call. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll start it off. I'll go with pick one because I think I have one team that that stands above the rest right now in the odds to, to win this thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick the green Bay Packers. In fact, there was a little story today I saw, and this is not really something that happens after, I mean, this is our first 18-week regular season, but you have a bye to get healthy, and they're getting some players back late in the year. And now here's another surprise. This is from uh, Ryan Wood, who is the, uh, he covers the Packers for, uh, let's see, the USA Today Network. That's who he covers the Packers for. And he said, today, here's a surprise. Packers outside linebacker Whitney Merciless practiced today. Merciless was thought to be potentially out for the season after tearing his biceps versus Seattle. But an edge rush that consists of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith could add Zadarius Smith and Whitney Merciless now for the playoffs. And they just got Jair Alexander back and Bakhtiari. It's rare to yeah. be getting all these players back, but we're starting to see it this year that maybe the, the long season allowed extra weeks of time for guys like um, Zadarius Smith and Derrick Henry and J.J. Watt all to come back and get healthier for the playoffs because usually you're getting surprises like, oh, this player is not ready to go. We're seeing surprises like, oh, look at this superstar player is actually coming back for the playoffs, which is wild. And no team looks like they're going to be healthier going into this thing than the one seed Packers in the NFC. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And there's a handful of them around the league. You mentioned a bunch of them. I mean, even Cam Akers and 
Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, you know, I mean, the Packers are littered with guys, big time guys that they amazingly got the one seed without for the majority or all of the year. And the other one I read this morning, too, is Green Bay thinks that they are that Rodgers is over his toe injury. You know, I mean, so he's back to 100 percent, too. So, you know, let alone another week of rest and. You know, the, the walkthroughs are probably doing now and the prep they're doing now, they're not really stressing anything. So I think Green Bay, Bay is clearly the first choice. I mean, you're going to be alive a week from now, no matter what. Yeah, they guaranteed has- that they're not going to lose this week, that's for sure. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, they're a loaded team, home field all the way through. I think they're the clear choice. And if, if the, uh, the piece of cardboard were to come up white, I think I would have gone with one over the next two. But now I'm on the clock. Yeah. I think there's an easy one. I'm going to take Kansas City. Okay. I mean, I feel very certain that they'll be alive next week. You know, I mean, they're the biggest point spread favorites. They have a very easy matchup that they handled in week 16 as well. This team goes to the playoffs and goes to the Super Bowl year after year. They've been there. They've done it. I trust Reed. I trust Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes has played eight playoff games, and this is his first one in the wild card round. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. And, and look, this was going. This was my second seed as well. Is the, sure. the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and uh, I believe in them. Some hiccups, obviously, this year, both early and late in the season. A little worried about the defense. Um, they might have to go on the road if they play the Titans. Um, so maybe not as easy of a road as the Packers, but obviously a powerhouse team. And both the Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, like, look, the, the Packers have been getting to the NFC Championship game like it's going out of style, right? So they just have to do one game better than they have before. They have a better team. Uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are, are there every single year. So it's really hard to envision these teams not winning a few games and at least getting close and probably being in their championship games. Yeah. I think this is where it gets hard, though. I mean, yes. Tennessee's sitting there with a bye. That's very attractive, but I don't think they're the third best team on the planet right now. The NFC, I look at and think, man, there's still four other high-quality teams, but they're all going to play each other and beat each other up. So I'm kind of – I'm not sure many would agree with me here, and it kind of stems off the old spreadsheet conversation yesterday – I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, and <laughs> I'm not 100% certain they're going to beat the Patriots, to be honest with you, but I think they're better on paper and have a really high ceiling, maybe than I thought originally, you know, some of their defensive numbers and, you know, the, the fact that they, all their wins basically are by huge margins, all their losses are by very, very small margins. I think if the Bills are right, they could run through the league and win this thing. I was, this is funny because I was planning on you if you won the toss to take the Packers and I was going to go Chiefs and Bills. And maybe we've been really? doing this podcast together for too long. But, uh, and we talked yesterday with the yards per play. And there was a question in the mailbag, by the way, about that. If we have time, we, we will get to that. Um, but the the good Bills that's the team that can go on a run. You know, the good right. Chiefs, that's the team that can go on a run. And I'm looking at the high end of what these teams are if they get hot. Um, and I think the that's Bills the way are, to look at this exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, even Steven consistent team, great, but they're going to lose to some hot team. Right, exactly, yes. Um, and, and, I, and I don't think that team will be a team like necessarily the Patriots this year, although I do like the Patriots more than some others. And, and I think this is one of those wide-open years where there's a good chance, maybe a better chance than normal years, that a wild-card team could end up uh, hoisting the Lombardi at the end of this thing. 
But now I'm up, and that makes things more difficult because I was thinking maybe the Bills were going to sneak through. I was going to go with the Bills there. I'm actually going to go with the other one seed, though, the Tennessee Titans, just because the path is easier, just because of the job we've seen of the of the Titans to play without their stars and getting their stars back and having a, another week for Derrick Henry to rest and having Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and a little bit more rest for Julio Jones as well. I mean, that makes such a massive difference for this team. They can play defense. Uh, they've got an easier path than a lot of teams, and um, and I think they could have a, a very winnable matchup even after their bye. So I, I feel really good that the Titans are going to uh, be playing a couple games here and be playing for uh, something deep into January. So, you know, and guaranteed now that both of my first two picks are going to be alive in a couple weeks, I'll go Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's a good feeling where you're sitting is, hey, I got I have two for sure in the game where I could potentially lose both mine, not to mention the two teams I pick. They have to win four games in a row. I, I mean, I, I yes. think people overlook that. I mean, lo- winning four games in a row against high-quality opponents is a really hard chore, and one of these teams is going to do it. Well, someone's going to win three or four in a row, and your two only have to win three. That's big. Okay, so that means we've got, I've got Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans, both one seeds. Matt has a couple of ASC teams, the two and the three there, which is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Next, we will finish up this playoff team draft. There's still four teams to go for each of us here. There's a lot of playoff teams now, Matt. There's seven per conference, and we'll see how these teams shake out, and then would love to hear from the listeners at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on how they feel about us. Who has the Super Bowl team on their drafted roster of playoff teams next? We're all looking for the edge these days, and I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com have set the challenge for me of putting my own knowledge to the test and coming up with my early Super Bowl predictions to see how much of an expert I really am. And it coincides perfectly with this episode. I think far and away, the Green Bay Packers have the best opportunity to win this Super Bowl because of the reasons laid out there. But man, I really do like some surprises and wildcard teams as well. We'll keep a close eye on that prediction, see if the Green Bay Packers do end up coming out on top or one of my other seven teams drafted in today's podcast. If you're planning on placing a bet during the playoffs, make sure you head to onlinegambling.com before you do to get that edge. Visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. All right, Matt, you are up. I've got Packers-Titans. You've uh, started this thing off with back-to-back picks of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Who is your third selection here of playoff teams? Again, I don't think there's one that just jumps off the page at this point. But I'm going to take Tom Brady. You may Notice I didn't take the Bucks. I'm just betting on Brady because, well, they're the champs. I think they'll beat the Eagles. Not a, not a brutal first matchup. That's good. I, you know, the Ben there done it factor to me is overwhelming for this team without question. I don't, 
like I can already picture the look on Tom Brady's face though when it's minus two in Green Bay and he's getting hit <laughs> by Zadarius Smith and isn't happy. I don't like the sound of that. Especially if it's and a night game and get, you know getting close to yeah, his bedtime. Yeah, night game and he should be sleeping and you know I mean, um, but I wish his team was healthier. But I'm just going to bet on Brady. Give me the box. I am going to go back to the NFC and take the Dallas Cowboys here. And, and it was close. Ah, I thought that slipped to me. It was close between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers here. And I think it's enough up in the air in the AFC that I'll go to the NFC. And uh, look, the Cowboys have a tough matchup. And, and I don't know that I would. And we'll see with our picks tomorrow. But you know, I, I, the 49ers could come out of this thing against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't feel super comfortable with any of these teams anymore that are left. Um, and I think that was a good pick to pick Tom Brady, even though the, the Bucks are, you know, opposite of the Packers. They're kind of limping into this thing in the playoffs. But, you know, you're not going to bet against Tom Brady there. I just think completeness and sort of like the Buffalo Bills argument in the AFC, the team that could put it all together and be the hottest that has the most firepower is the Dallas Cowboys to me, both offensively and defensively. And they've shown that on both sides of the ball in the regular season even though they were very up and down so yeah give me the Dallas Cowboys next year yeah I I was torn between Tampa and Dallas and thought there's a much better chance Dallas falls to me than Tampa I was trying to be a little sneaky there and I'm <laughs> with you I I might pick the Niners in an upset special to win that game but I think for the nature of this exercise the Cowboys best day is right there with the Bills in terms of dominant. I mean, if their best day occurs, they're maybe the best team on the planet. Do you agree with that? Yes, and I thought, I was asked, who do you not want the 49ers to play or who do you want them to play in the first round of the playoffs if they make the playoffs? Like three weeks ago, and this was after the Cowboys-Washington game, and the Cowboys put together a perfect game, offense, defense, special teams, throwing the ball, running the ball, two-headed monster at running back. He was like, that's the scariest team to me right now. Yeah. But they, they haven't been that all year, you know? And then, then they faltered again the next week. They weren't that again against the uh, against one of the playoff teams, and, and the Cowboys don't have a good record against playoff teams, and they did have an easier schedule playing the NFL. FC East, which is not good. Some gimme football games there. So, you know, it's not perfect, but they have shown that they can be a powerhouse. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll have that great game that I mentioned four times in a row, <laughs> right. but if they get hot, they can hang with anybody or are better than anybody. Okay, I'm up, right? Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I think they kind of qualify that way as well, that if Stafford's super sharp not turning the ball over, and they're running it well, and nobody can get Donald blocked. I think the Rams could absolutely get hot. But I'm not sure if I'm going to pick them to win their game. <laughs> yeah, this is where things get dicey, because I feel the yeah, same way right. about uh, about a lot of these teams. Um, and the Rams, yeah, I think the Rams are right there with the Cowboys, and in a lot of ways, I think it would probably be a pick em if you had Rams and Cowboys right now playing at a neutral site. Probably. Stafford worries me. Uh, this is this is not a short term thing. This is like we've seen his career in Detroit. We saw him uh, lose the game last week against the 49ers with an interception. His second of that game, he's you know averaging two interceptions per game, making boneheaded throws like just chuck and duck type stuff. And then he'll go a stretch of 15 straight completions and be like, oh my god, I can't believe the Rams were able to go get this superstar quarterback. It's going to put him over the hump. And then he goes and throws a pick on the very next one on the 16th throw. You know, it's just it's kind of maddening, and I, I don't. I think at some point in the next four games, that Stafford is going to lose the game for the Rams. Like that's the feeling I get now with the Rams, even though they could absolutely be that team that, that could that could really 
really go on a run too if he plays efficiently. So uh, can they rein can they rein in Stafford because they need him to play great and do the positive things? Can he just skip the negative things for four straight weeks? He hasn't done that for uh, at least the second half of the regular season. Right. I mean, that's my worry too. I mean, I think his ceiling is unbelievably high, but his ability to hurt his own team is also a, a massive factor here. And they're going to have a tough road. You know I mean? I think yes. they have one of the hardest games going here of teams that are, you know, that we've picked already. That means my fourth selection to join the Packers, Titans, and Cowboys. It gets very difficult here, but I think the the AFC, from what we've seen in the AFC with these teams beating up on each other all year long and you never really know who's going to win what, give me those Cincinnati Bengals here. Ooh. And I'm kind of surprised I'm taking them fourth, but I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I know they were 10-7, but late in the season showing me something, just so much firepower on offense. It's going to be a tough road for them, but uh, I do like what I'm seeing from young Joe Burrow and young Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, and uh, you know they've got Joe Mixon. They can run the ball a little bit. Can they play enough defense to to win enough games? Probably not, but this AFC tournament is going to be wide open. This could be the year where we see uh, one of those wild card teams get hot and sneak through. And actually, the the Bengals aren't a wild wild card team. They're they're a division winner, and and that's a yeah, tough division to win. So let's go Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, they weren't going to be my next pick, but I thought about them. There's three teams, including Cincy, that I'm thinking about here. Um, I do the one thing you didn't mention about the Bengals. I don't know if you agree with me. We can wait, wait till pick time, but I think they're going to win their game. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be alive next week. So that's a, a big feather in your cap this late in the draft. I would say. Yes, yes, I do like that. And, and there's some. Other, I, I think there's maybe some tougher roads, especially this week, than what the Bengals have going on. Okay. Huh. Now I've mentioned there's two teams I like. It gets tough here. So between these two, I'm going to settle the tie by stealing your Niners. I just don't want you to have them. <laughs> they were going to be next for me, so that was a good move. Okay, good. Yeah. I they was... were in the Super Bowl recently, yeah. you know? I mean, do, do they have elite quarterback play? No, but they got to the Super Bowl recently with a similar formula. I mean, I think that Niners Super Bowl defense – um, you know, back when they had DeForest Buckner was better than this one, but yes. still it's the same recipe. They could run the ball like crazy, control the game. We saw them go to Green Bay and do that. I mean, if there's weather in Green Bay in the next round or NFC Championship or however that falls, maybe they can control the pace of the game on the ground and they have weapons. So I think there's a chance. I was about to pick the the 49ers. It was between 49ers and Bengals there, but I wanted to let you have the 49ers to give you a better chance because I just didn't want to dominate this bracket here <laughs> with who I've picked so far. Uh, I and, and I would have liked to... You should to... take my Steelers now. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Just to, yeah. um, so with the 49ers, there's there's two things. One, I think they're they're right there with how they're playing right now. One of the biggest weaknesses for them all year has been the cornerback situation being banged up. I think rookie Ambry Thomas is now developed before our eyes. Confidence level high for him. Made the big play, picking off okay. the game in overtime to win it. So that solidifies one cornerback spot. And I think the 49ers probably feel as good about their cornerback positions they have all year because they got their other guy, their best corner, back last week as well, who also had an interception in Emmanuel Mosley. So I like that they I like their 
their you know if you got Tartan Ward veteran safeties in the middle their secondary is the in the best spot it's been all year they're finding new ways to get after the quarterback Nick Bosa getting double teamed like crazy but they're throwing a little more blitzes in there and they're using more of like a you know that race car package with some more uh, lighter bodies to to rush. Uh, quarterbacks that are trying to do max protect on uh, on the 49ers to stop that pass rush. And what's funny is they ended up, they had an extra game to do it this year versus 2019, but you mentioned, you know, the similarities. I think the offense is probably better than the 2019 offense was, and obviously the same quarterback as long as Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is okay. But uh, defensively, they actually ended up uh, tying the 2019 team with number of sacks, and it took an extra game, obviously, and I do think the 2019 defense was better, but the 2019 offense, I think, might be a little bit better for the 49ers. And by the way, the 49ers had the best record in the NFC from week eight on at eight and three. So, uh, you know, they're, they're playing some pretty good ball and they could absolutely go make a run. Here's why I didn't pick them over the Bengals. You mentioned how you believe the Bengals will be playing next week. The 49ers have as tough of a road as it can be. They've got to go on the road at the Dallas Cowboys. And if they win that, they'll have to go on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, which they have proven they could yeah. do. And um, and Shanahan's done pretty well against the Packers. They played them tight earlier in the season. They beat them in 2019. Then they have to go on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you have the ex-Patriots quarterback battle with Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, all that just to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, that That is really a tough road for the 49ers, so uh, exceedingly difficult to do that and be road dogs, but they've got a good road record, and who knows? Anything's possible, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I mean, the, the path is going to be brutal, and in most games, the opponent will have the better quarterback, but I do think they have a trump card with that run game and some experience too. And the Niners are a um, Williamson point per play, or a point per. Uh, well, I just screwed, screwed that up. Uh, yards, yards per, per play, play yeah. spreadsheet darling. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the 49ers are spreadsheet darlings this year. It's pretty well. <laughs> Stayed in the a- right, you're uh, stayed in the NFC actually Arizona Cardinals for me here. Yeah, that's what uh, I was they on. you know obviously they've shown some warts here toward the end of the season, but you've got a star quarterback that can make big plays. Getting JJ Watt back potentially for the playoffs will be huge, like a heart and soul type of a player. They were a one seed not that long ago in the NFC, faltered down the stretch, didn't even win their division, but a really strong wild card team here in the Cardinals left to go on the road. But uh, give me Arizona to maybe upset some folks and and show us that team that, you know, was number one on, on power rankings midseason. Yeah, I, I was torn between the Niners and Cardinals, and I, I took the Niners to swipe them from you. I Part of me was thinking strategy, too. Like, I have the Rams, and that's the game I think is likely to be closest, Rams-Cardinals. Should I take both teams just to ensure that I have somebody mm. next round? Yep. Or do you take one and hope that you got the right one, you know, so, so you can potentially have two. I can have the Niners and the, the Rams. So I didn't know strategy-wise what was the best move there. But the Cardinals, to me, probably have a better chance of winning the whole thing than the Niners. I, I would think so. And if they yeah. end up, uh, can they play each other? Yeah, I guess they could play each other at some point. Uh, the The Cardinals beat the 49ers twice this year and once with Colt McCoy, so... Hmm. Yeah, okay. uh, they, they've proven that head-to-head that they could beat the 49ers. 49ers weren't playing optimally at that point. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of had the same thought. Do I want the Cowboys and 49ers? And that way I've got a really good shot of having, a, at the very minimum, four teams most likely still alive next week with the two one seeds and, you know, a good chance the Bengals win. And then you have either the Cowboys or 49ers and, and would be feeling pretty good. So I was kind of th- thinking that same strategy. Okay, okay. 
Where are so we at? there are four teams remaining, correct? There are four teams remaining. We each have five right now. I've got Packers, Titans, Cowboys, Bengals, Cardinals. Team Williamson is Chiefs, Bills, Buccaneers, Rams, 49ers, and? Well, I think there's three bottom feeders that you could probably shake up and put in a basket and probably none of us think have a chance to win it. And the Patriots aren't one of them to me. I mean, I don't. I w- certainly wouldn't bet on them to win the Super Bowl. You know, whatever odds there are. But I have Brady and Belichick. I mean, oh, Not you bad. know, there's a lot of a lot of hardware between those two older gentlemen. Um, I probably will pick the Bills to beat the Pats, but there could be weather and you know, Belichick made a deal with the devil that you know that he always gets weather in these type of games to slow down the opponent and. So, again, uh, this is a vote for Belichick more than it is the Patriots. I don't know if their ceiling's high enough to win four games in a row. That's a great pick. Yeah, that, that, that had to be the pick there. And, look, you've got a, you know, what is it, a 51, 55 to 45% chance that, uh, that the Bills beat the Patriots, but you're advancing either way with one of those. And, uh, True. And we've seen the Patriots already beat the Bills this year, so I think that's a good pick. And I think clearly there is three bottom feeders here with these, but I'm going to go with one of those bottom feeders um, that is the five seed in the AFC that just keeps surprising everybody. So if there's a team that's going to surprise people this year, why wouldn't it be the Las Vegas Raiders and what they've been able to do and just continue to keep that train rolling? So I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders here with my uh, second to last pick. And uh, I don't know if they can continue to shock the world, but they've they've befuddled you and I in our in our picks all year long. That's for sure. Um. Again, I, I probably won't pick the Raiders, Steelers, or Eagles to win their game. I might with the point spread. But if any of those teams were to advance, I think it's Vegas. You know, that maybe Burrow throws a mm-hmm. couple picks. You know, they get after them with Nadakwe and Crosby. I mean, that line's not great. Um, Vegas certainly has some really good mojo going on right now. I, I don't think since he's the hardest place to play in the world either. So, of the three bottom feeders, I think they had the best chance to advance. They would have been my pick as well. So, yeah, and one more note with the Raiders, and you kind of mentioned it: defensive line play. Their quarterback is playing at a at a high level, yeah. and you know they they've just got some mojo. So, like, if you got quarterback, defensive line, you can win some games in the NFL, and that's what we've seen with them. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the show or not, but the NFL did them a little raw with they were the last game. They went to overtime, you know, super late game, especially for us East Coasters. I know they aren't. But then they got the first game on the road this weekend. I mean, shouldn't they be the Monday night game or Sunday night game or whatever? Like, they got the raw deal on scheduling. Right. No, they absolutely did. So, two PA teams remain. I will let you have the Steelers. Oh, thank you. Give me the Philly Eagles. (laughs) Uh, and like, actually, the more we talk about it, I almost feel like there's a gap between the, the Raiders and uh, the yeah. Steelers and Eagles here. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers need to beat the Chiefs. You know, the Eagles need to beat Brady. Although I think they'll hit him. You know, I mean, if they can, can, if they can run the ball and eat up 38, 40 minutes of time of possession and are in it at the end and get some hits on Brady – I don't think an upset is crazy talk where I don't know that the Steelers can win. I, and here's the thing. I don't, I wouldn't be completely shocked by these upsets either because you know, we've seen how well the Steelers have played the chiefs and we've seen the chiefs falter 
Um, and the, the Steelers' big weakness on defense is stopping the run. The Chiefs don't run the ball all that True. well. Um, and the same with the Eagles. You've got a good offensive line. You've got a good defensive line. If Hurts plays well, makes some big plays, he's got some weapons on the outside that have uh, developed for him this year. You know, the, the, those things can absolutely happen with where uh, the Buccaneers are right now. We mentioned them limping into the playoffs and don't have all their playmakers for Tom Brady. Like, th- this is going to be a fun playoffs because th- there's going to be some upsets. So, look, these these are playoff teams. They won more games than they lost. Why not the mm-hmm. Eagles and, and why not the Steelers? I think the Eagles have a better chance of advancing next week than the Steelers do. I mean, yeah. KC's an awful place to play. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tyreek Hill in that first game played very little. Kelsey was on the COVID list, and they still blew him out. Uh, I, I like your line of scrimmage argument, though, with, with the, the Eagles, and maybe Slay you know, follows Evans a fair amount and at least you know keeps him mm-hmm. kind of under wraps, doesn't leave Tampa much else. But um, you could have Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we uh, will get to those previews, picks, and matchups of all the playoff games on tomorrow's episode, but let us know which squad you like. Who has the Super Bowl winner on their roster of teams here? Is it Team Peacock with the Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals, Arizona Cardinals, Las Vegas Raiders, and Pittsburgh Steelers? Or is it Team Williamson with the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, New England Patriots, and the Philadelphia Eagles at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL? Let's get to some listener questions next. When you're on that long road trip and need to refuel or on your way to work, which is a lot of times when people listen to these podcasts, check out the Get Upside app. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up with Get Upside. I downloaded the app. I was blown away. Super easy to use. You get that cash right back into your account in a couple days. You can move that into your bank account. You can move it into PayPal. You can buy an e-gift card with it. Uh, tons of other brands of gift cards if you want to do that and buy some. Yeah, It's a free, easy way to go buy some gifts for uh, Christmas for some loved ones and friends. It's it's an amazing thing. And when you use promo code TOUCHDOWN, by the way, you can even get a bigger bonus of cash back, 25 more cents per gallon on your first fill-up. So that's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank of gas with the Get Upside app and promo code touchdown bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 next new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on all one word all caps locked on to get started Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, I mean, your favorite casino games from Vegas. I mean, anything you want, really. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks to all the tweets and questions we get every single week. And thanks to everybody again for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, let's see if we can do this one quickly. This is a question from 
Shantanu, he said uh, about yesterday's podcast, I'm sure they're positively correlated, but I just wonder how many teams are pretty solid even if they give up a lot of yards on defense or pretty poor even if they get a lot of empty yards on offense. He says, I hear you on the points per play stats, but could you look at how the stats or how that stat relates to points per game instead of just yards per game and maybe even touchdowns specifically? So what do you think? How does yards per uh, yards per play correlate to points per game in the NFL, Matt? Yeah, BP, I mean, even when I started this this podcast and it was locked on NFL and it was just me sitting here at my bar alone for a, year, a couple of years, I always like to pull back the curtain and tell people my process. And I read this tweet uh, 20 minutes before we hit record on today's show. So I went, I know, my spreadsheet skills to work in a quick manner, and I added two columns. I added offensive points per game and defensive points allowed per game to the conversation we had yesterday. But I haven't had a whole lot of time to analyze it. You know, like, how's the best way to look at this of, what teams have huge discrepancies? I probably have to put a, a ranking, you know, column there or something. But so if I, you know, the, the teams with best points per game, Dallas is one, Tampa's two. They were both in the top of the league in yards per play. Uh, Buffalo's offense is three. Kansas City's four. No surprises there. Chargers, five. New England, six. That's a little bit of a shock. But none of those have terrible yards per play numbers. So I'm having a hard time coming up with outlier teams. But there is one here offensively, and it's your Niners. You know, they're averaging 6.1 yards per play, which is second most. But they're only averaging 25.1 points per game, which is 13th. So that one kind of stood out a little bit. Um, Actually, my Steelers are the opposite, and so is Miami. They're really bad with yards per play, but they're both right around 20 points per game, which is slightly below average, but not terrible. Um, The Ravens look like they kind of qualify there too. Tennessee as well. Tennessee, low yards per play, high points per game. Saints, low points per Saints are also, you know, very low yards per play, high points per game. So a couple of those teams are interesting. So for the for, um, for the most part, yeah. what we're seeing here is the yards per play correlates to points per game with yeah. a, a few outliers. A few outliers, yeah. but nothing that really blew my doors off. With the 49ers, just the style of play, running the ball a lot. And running it really well skews their yards per play because they're running it better than other teams. So that's skewing their yards per play, but they're playing slow and, you know, shorter passing game, run after catch, longer drives, converting third downs, you know, keeping their defense fresh and then their defense doing a good job, giving them back to their offense where they continue to run the football. So that's why the 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 points per game is down, but yards per play is up with the 49ers. I can definitely speak to that one and that one makes a lot of sense I think Seattle's one of those teams that'll be um, uh, an outlier in in that way and then you mentioned Miami and Pittsburgh well the shortest passing games in the league right by their quarterbacks so I think that's a big part of yards per play yeah and I can speak to Pittsburgh I mean Ben it makes me insane throws short of the sticks more than any quarterback in the league so on third and six, they get four, they get five. On third and ten, they get seven, which makes your yards per play look a little better, but doesn't help you score any points. 
Well, I'm talking out my butt there because they were better with points than they were yards per play. But they so, play they play a little faster, though, right? They do so play fast. They're getting more plays in and throwing those plays shorter, so points go up, yards per play goes down. I'm sitting here thinking: Do any of these teams have a wealth of defensive or special teams, you know, points that would skew this? I don't think that's enough. You know, none of these teams have. 10 touchdowns on defense or special teams that would mess this up. So uh, I'm going to look at it more, but I did want to just mention that I did it for defense as well. If I, if you want me to sort for that, I can see the, the tops and bottom. Let's just, just remind everybody who the, the top few defenses were in, in points per game. Cause it's looking like Buffalo was the top dog in both of those stats. Exactly. So here I go. Quick sort. Um, Defensive points allowed per game. Buffalo is one, and as mentioned yesterday, they were the best in yards per play. Um, the Patriots are two. Denver's three. New Orleans is four, followed by Tampa and Tennessee for fewest points allowed per game. And they all basically passed the test as well. Kansas City's the outlier here, though. Kansas City is... Second worst yards per play, 5.9 yards per play. Only one team is worse, but they're eighth in points allowed per game. So that tells me the Kansas City Chiefs hogged the ball on offense and and kept the ball away because their offense is a powerhouse from the teams they were playing against and maybe stepped on the neck of some bad teams in some blowout games and kept the points per game low, even though their points, even though their, um, their yards per play allowed was high teams trying to chuck it to come back on them maybe or something like that like that, that's you know i'm trying to figure out probably why they're outlying so much because that's that's one of the big outliers in this whole thing to go from second worst to top 10 yeah 100 percent. and um, i'm also looking here real quick too i mean they're a good red zone defense i mean that would make sense i mean the, the the Patriots mm, come yeah. to mind. Like Patriots defense was decent in yards per play, but was second best in points allowed, which is certainly a Belichick thing. Is yes, we'll let you drive the field, but you're going to kick a field goal or you're not getting in the end zone. Right, know? and then we're going to go slow on offense and play keep away. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, the worst teams in points allowed are the Jets, the Lions, Atlanta, the Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston, Vegas, none of those really shine as outliers. Vegas on a yards per play uh, way of looking at it is better than points allowed. And Baltimore is one that stands out too. I mentioned that only one team allows more yards per play than Kansas City. It's the Ravens. The Ravens are last, but they're middle of the road in points allowed, which it's kind of a Raveny thing to do too, you know, toughen up in the red zone. And the last one is the Panthers are really good on a yards per play in uh, uh, metric. You know, they're one of the best, but they're middle of the road in terms of points allowed, which probably just means their offense puts them in terrible situations all the time. 
there you have it. Appreciate all the questions, everybody. We only were able to get to one today because of how long the draft went, but uh, that was a really fun exercise, and I'm glad we were able to do that, and it sort of solidified some things in my mind about how I feel about these teams in the playoffs to finish up this 2021 season. Matt and I will be back with you tomorrow previewing and making picks for all of those wild card weekend playoff games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Matt Williamson on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm doing the Locked On 49ers podcast daily here on the network. Uh, Locked On Bets featuring your boy Q, Lee Sterling, breaking down the sports betting world every day as well. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.